Blog Talk Radio.
That is, <laughs> we're not oppressed because we're black, but because we're rebellious Israelites. Is that true? Is that true? Well, there's there's probably millions of people on both sides of the of the uh, spectrum on that. So tonight we're going to be talking about that again. We're not oppressed because we're black, but because we're rebellious Israelites. That, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, among other things, I'm sure we always venture off on other topics. So that's why you can never just say, "Oh, they talking about this." Be careful, because we spirit may lead us in another direction. Although I definitely feel inspired of the spirit to talk about this. And speaking of being inspired of the spirit, let me just say this really quickly. Again, I'm Brother Seth, and uh, we've been doing this since 2011, and we try to do things inspired of the Spirit. And uh, whenever you are attempting to do anything on this earth, there's always a chance of error. And so, of course, sometimes Brother Seth and his guests miss it. And we, uh, we, say, we say things out of the flesh, say things out of ignorance, say things out of presumption. Just know that. We're just flawed humans just like yourself. But remember also that the Father has said, brothers and sisters, this is not just any old blog. Y'all just talk, talk, talk. Y'all not going to do nothing. It's all the things you hear over the years. Remember, brothers and sisters, the Scripture says, where two or more are gathered in my name, gathered in my name, and all of our broadcasts is pretty much a cry out to the Father for wisdom, guidance, illumination in this troubled world we live in and in this glorious world we live in at the same time. We're just seeking his direction, his, his wisdom, his thoughts, his heart, more importantly. So just know that we are flawed people. Um, at these fireside chats, trying our best to um, please the Most High. Just know that. I love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Brother Seth really do. I try my best to do shows where when people hang up, they will feel loved first, uh, inspired uh, to go out and tear somebody's head off, the enemy head off. Not Not human beings, but the real enemy. Uh, I try to do shows that will answer a lot of questions that many of us have over the years. You know, every single one of y'all listening to me right now have some solid wisdom that people could really be benefited by if they would just listen to you. Every single one of you have something to give. Well, supposing you had a blog and you just shared every single thing you knew for sure. And let's add to that. What if you what if you shared over a blog similar to this, everything for sure, for sure, inspired by the Most High? You would be a force to be reckoned with. That's exactly how we feel about the Five Food Stone Network. Over 410 shows now, and uh, all types of people we try to reach out to. Uh, we hit racism a lot, which have a tendency to scare off. A lot of our white brothers and sisters, and some of y'all, some some of our so-called black brothers and sisters. But we only do it because it's the 
biggest giant, one of the biggest giants, not the biggest giant, to socialism, to us coming together, to us successfully communicating with each other. It's racism. And it's, it's unchecked, unchecked and unchallenged. Unchecked and unchallenged. I'm going to share a date vision I had. I share it so often. I like to always share it on this, on this forum. And I haven't did it in a while. I'm going to talk about exactly what I mean by it's a giant. Unchecked, unchallenged in America. So we're going to talk about that. But before I do, let me get some preliminaries out of the way that we always try to uh, cover uh, during the show. And that is, I want to remind every single one of you that uh, really like what we're doing here to follow us, follow Five Smooth Songs. You can get a, a little reminder sent to your phone, and it's free. Follow the show. So you say, well, I appreciate you, brother. Um, appreciate everything you do. You know, we, we you know, over the years, I just heard from many of you through email, text, et cetera, Facebook, and you're really blessed by these shows. Well, Brother Seth is just t- taking a step further tonight and asking you to follow the show. Simply go into the uh, little link I sent you or the, um, uh, or the email or whatever I sent you and click on that link, and it'll take you to Facebook or Facebook website on blog talk radio and just hit the follow button it'll ask you to sign into your facebook you don't remember your sign or anything like that it just want to have some place to send that reminder and then you can always get a reminder whenever we do shows it'll, i think it's they said now like 30 minutes prior to so uh you can log in through twitter facebook with that um also some of you really have been blessed by the shows, and you say oh i love it when you talk about this topic i love it when you talk about that topic well Brothers and sisters, you can get the entire show on that particular topic if you would just do one thing. Google it, Blog Talk Radio, Space Five Smooth Stones, and just look at that list of shows on our front page. It's also, if you click on that link that I sent you all for this show, you can also get to that same page. But go down, move down past all those 410 shows plus and just have your choice over the very things that you've heard that took your spirit some kind of way. Okay? Do that. Do that. So, again, I just want to thank every single one of you uh, for stopping by the Five Smooth Stones. We do this every Tuesday, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Just talking about things that are relevant, things that are are going on in your world. If it's not going on in your world, if it doesn't affect you and yours, we simply try not to do those shows. Furthermore, we talk about things on this network that you can't hear in other places. I love the church. I think it's the most powerful institution in the world, but for whatever reason, there's a lot of topics that is taboo in the churches. One of them is racism. They only took go so far with it. They'll never talk about the origin of white skin and the origin of the so-called dark skin. Or the, here we go, the origin of race, how it is a social construct made up. No such thing as a black person, white person. <laughs> You'll never hear that in your local churches. Sorry. you never hear a teaching on leprosy. Never, ever, ever. So where do you go when you have these questions? 
Those questions and many questions, you can't get them at your local church, your local mosque, your local universities. You can't find it hardly unless you dig on the on the internet and and come across something like the Five Foods on Network. You can't find it unless you do just that. So that's what we try to do. We discuss things that the Father is saying or have said, but you can't hear it in our learning institutions. I feel a calling to do that. I'm serious about it. I'm serious about it, brothers and sisters. I know how it is to be a young man with questions and going to clergy or going to friends or going to colleges even, and people look at you like you're crazy and then secretly tell you they thought the same thing or they have the same questions, but, you know, um, well, either they can't answer it or they, um, they'll even say things like, I thought the same thing or, you know, so again, the five points on network is to address things the Father is saying right now, but yet you can't get an answer in our local uh, institutions, all right? Or really institutions all over the planet. But there are people that do talk about it outside the Fossil Stone Network. It's just very hard to find, okay? I didn't invent anything here. So anyway, tonight what we're talking about, again, for some of you that are just popping in, we're talking about we're not oppressed because we're black. No, we're not. We're not oppressed because we're black people, but because we're rebellious Israelites. This topic tonight is going to show you with beyond a shadow of doubt that all black people ain't the same. They ain't suffering the same. They're not going through the same things. We keep saying, we as black people, we as black people. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll move forward for away from that and start calling ourselves who we are. Israelites. Jews. Except, you know, I don't like the word Jew because, number one, there was no J in the Hebrew. Number two, you don't call 12 sons a family that come from 12 sons after the name of just one of the sons. And that's where the, the Jew, the name Jew originated from, Judah. So we like to say Israelites. But we got to start referring to black people as Israelites. Israelites. You know those Israelites. You know us Israelites. Child, I tell you us Israelites, we just suffer so much. You know, I believe us Israelites, we got to just get away, get away, get away, and start talking like that. Because it's gonna, it creates confusion as long as we're adding to the lie, the myth that we're black people. What is black people? Indians are dark-skinned, some of them are darker than us. Are they not? Are they black people? They're included in that conversation as black people. And some let some whites tell it. They believe anything non-white is black people. Some people. What about the Chinese? So all I'm trying to say tonight, we're going to fine-tune some things. And the goal of the show is to, the ultimate goal is put some information out there that would allow the listeners to see clearly the love of the Father, even in our pain, how that we are a marked people, and He has not forgotten about us, and a lot of the very things we're going through is because He is dealing with us. So yes, He is dealing with us, and it's not just cursing us. A lot of us is being blessed tremendously by the same Most High. 
a lot of us are protected tremendously by the same most high. A lot of us are awed, awed by his grace and his mercy and kindness by the same most high. This same most high is, we find him very loving, some of us. Some of us have turned our lives over to him and tried to, we're not perfect, but we try to follow his guidance by his spirit because we think he's just that much of a loving father. So everybody is not going through the curses that is to be upon Israel, although they are an Israelite, or although they are a so-called African-American. Now, y'all know on this network, we believe that Israel is not just the African-American, so don't let me have to say this again. Uh, we believe that there's 12 tribes, they were scattered, we are one of the lost tribes. So there is something going on with these tribes that's been scattered at the four corner where they have it worse than any other people. And so th- that's not the same as what's going on with other so-called black people. Remember that, brothers and sisters. It's not the same of what's going on with other so-called non-white or black people. Everybody's not suffering equally. Some of these people that we complain about how African Americans have been here for so long and can't come together, blah, 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 and how that Africans can come over here, which we see them as black people. And they network, they work together, and they're prosperous in their efforts. Yet they have dark skin. They're so-called black people now. They're not treated the same by the cop, the police. And this is just a little synopsis of what's coming your way, folks. I'm just kind of getting into this a little bit. We will hit it a little harder in a second, but just going to hit this a little bit. We're going to take a little short break. We're going to come back and really swing at it. And uh, also, i got a, a couple of announcements I want you to hear. And uh, so, again, various people come here with wearing dark skin. And they don't go through what we go through. So this business of with us black people, this us black people, that we got to be careful. Who are you talking about? <laughs> it's something, folks, about that African-American. I'm not playing. Those people are the father's chosen people, not just in the past, but he's working with them even to this very day. And when the father handpicked you, and work with you and make a covenant with your forefathers that make you royalty. That make you royalty, folks. You can't get no more royalty than Israelites because the Most High is the the essence of royalty, even greater than royalty. And he chose this nation to be a personal, uh, intimate relationship uh, to him fed them from heaven like a, a mother or father would feed their chilled child with manna good stuff came down from the heavens to feed a, a people these folks was clothed their clothes didn't wear out they wore shoes for 40 years think about that 
this was a supernatural people. He sent his messenger to Egypt. Egypt in his heyday had a people, great people called Israelites working for them. And he sent his messenger, Moshe or Moses, to say, let my people go. And he did crazy, miraculous things to that nation of Egypt to tell this Pharaoh, these are my people. I mean, crazy stuff, locusts everywhere, frogs, and just miraculous, uncomprehendable things at the Most High to get his people up out of Egypt. And then he did, some say, the greatest miracle of all. He opened up the sea, folks, for these people to walk across on dry land. Oh, my goodness. And you don't think that's a royal people? Yeah, I know they're acting like niggas now. But remember, the words of Louis Farrakhan, God made man. White folks made niggas. So right now, we're talking about racist white people that is in power. Again, Farrakhan says, God made man. White folks made niggas. Again, racist white people in power have created this 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 mindset, this this animalistic kind of behavior in some of us that we call nigger. But they steal royalty. They're heathens wherever they go. The Bible talks about them being marked people. Again, these kinds of conversations is what we're going to be talking about tonight on this Five Smooth Stone Network. Ain't no hatred tonight. We love all people. We love all, definitely, all Israelites. So y'all may hear us hitting other dark-skinned people. Just know we love them too. Oh, yes, we do. It's a love station. We ain't got time to hate. That's the people down the street. But we're going to tell you tonight and show you tonight that there is a difference between African Americans and the other non-white people on the planet. Because this people is royalty. I mean, real, real, real life royalty. That's stuff in England, castles and all that. No, no, no. That's not royalty. That's man-made royalty. I'm talking about divine royalty. So, folks, we'll be right back. Let's show our break. i got to do some things here. Reboot my computer. Have a little issues here. And we're going to come back swinging on the topic of we're not oppressed because we're blacks, but because we are rebellious Israelites. Thank God that the curses have come to an end. The curses, 2019, in this season, we don't know if it's towards the end of the year, but we know we have been in this country 400 years, and the scripture talks about after that, Israel coming out. And we think what's happening in our government, they're throwing a fit because they know this to be true, and a lot of them are taking us out. But it's not the Father at this point. We're at the end of those curses. But the, script, the title tonight is more to help us understand what has happened to us and even these final days. No, Nobody knows the exact day the curse is in. It could be later this year, but we know we've been here 400 years. So when we see different things happen, just know it's either because these are the final days walking after this so-called sentence or these curses is to be upon Israel that's to be upon this rebellious nation. Again, if you're obedient and you're in your house, you're an exempt 
you're exempt from these curses. Ain't no curses on nobody that's walking by the Spirit. Are you kidding? No, we're talking about a rebellious nation. This is a nation conversation tonight. Okay, but if you and your house is not obedient, of course you're going to be in uh, uh, definitely uh, mourning from these curses that probably is already at your door. So anyway, take a little short break, brothers and sisters. Again, I'm Brother Seth. You've been listening to the Five Souls Network. We'll be right back. Royalty. Royalty. Powers of the chosen people. Bible in my hand. Word inside my heart. And pain before my eyes. Broken people wanting to believe in something. Looking for a life. Trying to find the truth. But we give them doubt saying we do something we don't Hurting people saying we do things that we won't Wolfing she's clothing with a cross in his chest Taking people money promising to be blessed The power to the chosen people Who at one point wasn't viewed as an equal His own chosen people Royal priesthood yeah. That you've been called out of the darkness Into the marvelous light. Do you know who you are? Chosen people, a royal priesthood. 
Actually, uh, just around the corner, uh, June the 29th, at the uh, Doc Bookstore. Uh, I think it's 6637 uh, Meadowbrook Drive, right here in Fort Worth, Texas. We're going to be having a, a discussion about uh, where do we go from here uh, as a community, the so-called black community, uh, because we're actually the true Israelites. But right now, our people uh, identify with the uh, being called black, so we're going to go off that. And the title of the event is Where Do We Go From Here? That's June the 29th, 
at the Doc Bookstore right here in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, the address is 6637. And it's going to be a discussion about where do we go from here, uh, what direction do we go in, because uh, the civil rights bills has not really benefited us as a people. Uh, the marching and the protesting uh, and integration has not benefited us as a people. So we are uh, calling um, and asking uh, different people from different sectors of uh, the so-called black community uh, to come and to uh, uh, contribute to this discussion that we're going to have. And we're going to have a five uh, people uh, panelists, um, one representing the spiritual aspect, um, political, social, financial, and mental, uh, as we discuss this very important topic, where do we go from here as a people? And the next event that we uh, uh, that I would be uh, hosting, well, uh, hosting in collaboration with the Conflict Resolution uh, is a, a event, um, a seminar, where uh, I'm going to be doing a lecture, a lecture that's July the 26th, uh, July the 26th at 7 o'clock. Once again, at the Doc Bookstore, 6637, I'm going to be doing a lecture on uh, domestic violence and solutions. That's July the 26th, 7 p.m. in Fort Worth, Texas, 6637, at the Doc Bookstore. I'm going to be doing a lecture on domestic violence and solutions. And uh, Wow. Uh, Are you going to be speaking yourself on that? Uh, is there others that's going to join you on that? Oh, I'm going to be the only one that's going to be doing a lecture on that one. But but uh, there will be a Q&A sex, uh, session uh, right after I get through uh, doing the lecture where people will be able to make a comment or ask questions. Um, but um, uh, the number one uh, call that the police departments get not just locally, from what I've did from from the research and the police officers that I've spoken to, locally and even nationwide, uh, they tell me is uh, domestic issues, domestic dispute. So that means that uh, they get more calls about uh, black people not getting along with one another than there are uh, calls about. Uh, Black people and the police not getting along with one another, you know. Now, so, now uh, let, let me let me let me interject there. Let me interject if I if I may, brother Malachi. Could he have been talking about domestic uh, uh domestic costs altogether? Because I know in the white community it's really really high. I think he's right, but I don't think it, that's. Did you ask him about specifically black? Because in the white community, that is the number one call, for sure. Yes. Um. Uh, and, 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 and yes, uh, he was referring to it in a general sense, but, but at that particular time, we were speaking in reference to the black community. Now I do agree. Okay. Okay. Now I do agree. And he agree as well that, um, that, uh, not only do civilians, uh, have it bad, but he even admitted himself that, um, uh, the police officers, whether they are black or white, 
that they have a high rate of domestic violence against their spouses. Yeah, I've heard that. A very high rate. And this is coming from a police officer who's been uh, on the force for over 20 years, and uh, it goes across color lines as well. So uh, in no way are we just limiting uh, this domestic violence um, just to the black community, uh, but um, most of the people we we will be addressing will be uh, primarily I understand. in the black I community. Understand. Um, but but we're not just going to just be discussing these issues. More importantly, we're going to uh, bring out solutions because uh, this this uh, seminar that I was invited to by the conflict resolution uh, is. It's an organization that's all about uh, presenting solutions on how to resolve conflict primarily within the uh, so-called black community. So we invited you to speak. Well, that's a good thing, brother, you're doing. And uh, uh, go ahead and give the dates and times again on both of those events, if you don't mind. And uh, just why, if you don't mind, what I know you probably don't already said this a little bit, uh, but just why everyone should attend. Let me just say it like that. Why should why should uh, just take your time with each one? Why should you attend the first one? Why should we attend the first one? Why should we attend the second one? Well, we should all attend the first one, which is uh, uh, June the twenty ninth, this upcoming Saturday, at from six o'clock p.m. to seven thirty. Uh, we're going to be having a discussion uh, about in which, where do we go from here? Because we have tried um, politics, protesting, marching, civil rights bills, and uh, we think everyone needs to come and uh, be a part of this discussion because, uh, you know, we all need guidance. And I believe that the Most High has put something down within in, a, in, in all of us well, we can contribute uh, to this discussion uh, and uh, where well, we can try to work together and see in which direction that the Most High would have us to go in. So it's very important that, that uh, brothers and sisters and even our teenagers come out as well and participate in this town hall meeting. Where do we go from here as a people? Because without guidance, we are just wondering wandering from politics, wandering to just making money, wandering to different ideologies and philosophies, not really being single-minded, but being double-minded. You understand? So uh, we need to come on one accord and find common ground on where should we go as a people and as a community. So once again, that's that'll be this Saturday, June 29th, at the Dot Bookstore, 6637 Meadowbrook Drive, Fort Worth, Texas. And you can call me for more information at 817-350-1534. That's 817-350-1534, Malachi Pierre Reynolds. And the next event, uh, which will be July the 26th, July the 26th at 7 p.m. at the same place, 6637 Doc Bookstore, Meadowbrooks Drive, Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, domestic violence and awareness, and we're going to be bringing out solutions. I am especially asking that all victims of domestic violence please come out. 
please come out because I feel that you have something that can contribute to this uh, lecture and also that can contribute to someone else who has been through what you have been through that can contribute to their healing. So yes, it's going yes. to be about domestic violence and solutions. And I'm really pleading for, for uh, women and, yes, men uh, who have been victim victims of domestic violence, please come out because I really want you to come out and contribute to the healing of somebody who's been through um, what you have been through. Uh, so we're just going to be bringing out some solutions on how we can uh, and giving brothers and sisters uh, points and tips uh, on how to avoid uh, uh, to become an abuser and how to help someone else out of an Good. abusive relationship. And uh, Good. Dom- domestic abuse, it doesn't just occur within, within a relationship between spouses. Domestic uh, abuse and conflict also occur when it comes to uh, friendship, um, a father and a son, mother and a daughter. Also, there's a domestic um, conflict or dispute, even when it comes to finances. So we're going to be breaking all that down. And once again, I am really encouraging those who have become, who have, who have been victims of uh, violent, uh, domestic violence to please yes. come out. And you can reach me as well at 817-350-1534. That's 817-350-1534 at the Doc Bookstore. We're going to be holding this event, 6637 Meadowbrooks Drive, Fort Worth, Texas. Well, I appreciate that, and you was very detailed and uh, repetitious on that. That's all good stuff, that, and uh, I know everybody got that. Thank you. That was that was professionally done there. Listen, uh, uh, folks, please come out. Please come out. Um, brother Malachi, you're always on, on, on it, brother. You're always busy out here trying to help our people, and I just want to personally thank you for that. Haven't had a chance to really work with you outside of the uh, the Bible study, the studies we would have on Friday night, but I could think I'm going to shock you and try my best to come to both of those events uh, because um, I really, really think they're needed. Um, just turning the page a little bit here, uh, what do you think of what you've heard so far? I know you noticed you want to use one of the early callers. Again, I think all of those, all of you on the phone lines uh, been holding since the very beginning of the show. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Those of you tuned in since then, thank you. Appreciate it. I see you. I see your families even in the house. I see you. Some of the followers since 2011. Thank you. Really appreciate it. And then the chat room, uh, those of you in the chat room will really appreciate it you as well. If you have any questions in the chat room, type your question. I'll try to get to this as soon as possible. If you have questions on the phone line for myself or brother, even brother Malachi or anybody that comes on, because I never know who's coming on. I've invited a few people, but none of them committed, so it's a good chance it's probably going to be myself tonight, um, which is great uh, um, either way. Um, if you have any questions, though, press one for us, all right? Uh, brother Malachi, question for yes. you before you run. Um Please let me know this uh, answer if you have it. Um, I'm kind of, you know, again, um, we're not oppressed because we're black, but because we're rebellious Israelites. That's the topic of the show tonight. 
Can you give us any any what, what do you think when you hear that? Is that a true statement from your research? Again, we're not oppressed. All these police shootings, all of the economic issues we suffer in the areas, all the lies we've been told, our people, uh, the, these lies have our people acting like animals, accepting they're just niggas, uh, just turn inside out as a people. Not all of us are behaving this way, but all of us share. We may not be, out, we may have a little bit more class than some of our young people, but even the older people acting out, acting out self-hate. You see it in, in, in even our great people, uh, uh, you know, just one classic example is, is the, uh, the, the Department of uh, HUD right now. You know, the man was a, a surgeon, uh, one of the most respected surgeons in the world, just acting like a coon basically now. Uh, and it's not just him, it's a lot of people, and I, I say so a coon, I'm not calling him a coon, but I'm saying acting like, hear me out, brothers and sisters. But Brother uh, Malachi, what do you think of this topic? We're not oppressed because we're black, but because we are rebellious Israelites. Give me some feedback on that. Oh, that's a very important topic. And I think perhaps the most I lead you to, you may need to do a part two. Uh, but uh, that's a very profound truth statement, you know. Uh, and that's a, that's, that's a statement. And this is a topic that a lot of our uh, black conscious black power brothers and sisters need to understand that you know it, it doesn't have anything to really do with the melanin in our skin or the pigmentation of our skin but there is a spiritual reason why we are suffering like we're suffering as a people Isaiah the prophet Isaiah uh, 1 and 3 says uh, the ox knows his owner uh uh but but Israel does not know, neither do they consider. Our people does not know that we, neither do they consider that 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 the reason why we're suffering has more to do with a lack of knowledge on who we are as a people, other than the color or the pigmentation of our skin. Wow. You know that's 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 really it's really. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's really kind of—I don't want to use the word stupid, but it's really low. It's really, it's really low for us to think that we're really suffering simply because of the color of our skin. You know, there is an intelligent reason why we are suffering as a people, and it's because we lack knowledge of our uh, Creator. We lack knowledge on how we relate and identify with him and when we lack knowledge on how we relate and identify with him we lack knowledge of our purpose and when you lack knowledge of your purpose you understand then you are you are lost you're lost and that's one that's one reason why this ministry is called the lost found Israelites because we once was lost but now we have been found because we we know who we are as a people and when you know who you are as a people, and when you know whose possession you are, which is the most high, then you know your purpose. And when you know your purpose in life, then you are never in ignorance to why you're suffering and what you should be doing in life. Wow. Very true. Very true. And, I, and <laughs> that's very powerful. When you was talking, I, have, I couldn't help but to think of something. And brothers and sisters, I want you to listen to, to this brother tonight and myself. Uh, uh, listen to our comments. Uh, 
uh, for sure right now because this is some very important dialogue here. This brother is agreeing with me that the problem is a spiritual problem. I want to ask you another question, and I know if you have to go, let me know because I know you're a busy man. I just thought I would, you know, since I had you online, I would ask you because I know you're out there and you see firsthand, uh, whereas a lot of us, you know, uh, just don't see it like you see it. And, you know, so let me just ask you this. If we have a symposium or a meeting or somebody gets shot and we all come together and we start talking about solutions, because that's where a lot of us are at, when somebody gets shot. I don't know if y'all been keeping up, but there's so many police shootings right now that ain't even funny. I mean, serious, serious. I, I had to stop posting them on Facebook because it's just like... It's just too much, folks. There is killing all around us. And like I, I said last show, if you missed last week, I, 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 I basically called them out. They're killing us, folks. We have to quit sugarcoating this. I mean, I know we want to live and enjoy our lives. Do that. Enjoy your lives, but don't ignore the big elephant in the room. And, and be quick. Be prepared. You know, trust the Most High. Ask Him for your protection each and every day and for your children. And if you can't believe and you don't think like this, you better be strapped, legally strapped. And I mean packing. I mean, this is not a time to be out at night because there are Pete Whites. A lot of our white businesses feel like it's their duty, their jihad almost, to take a black person out because they're going to be genetically a, a minority in 2045. Act now, act now. We got Trump to back us. The way the system is now, you can get off. Act now, kill your nigga. Help this, help our population. And I promise you that's the Klan's cry. I do research, folks. Y'all don't like talking about this stuff. I do. I research. I know what I'm talking about. You have to be very careful. Now is not no time to be getting into it with no white people with no white rage. You got to know when to hold them, when to fold them. You know, even heavyweight boxers run in the ring. You got to know when to walk away. It's not that you're a coward or anything like that, but these folks are looking for a reason to shoot you. So, um, Brother Malachi. Yes. Let me write this down. I want to know. Want to forget to tell y'all about a story I heard about a young white girl that killed a, a senior citizen. Y'all got to hear this. But before I go into that, Brother Malachi, we're meeting. Yes. We are uh, creating like even like some of the meetings you're doing, and we're coming together. And people think that it's the black man. We need to answer. What can we do? Just like you having the 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 the, the just like your title. Where do we go from here? And uh, I don't know what y'all are going to be talking about. That's why I'm, I definitely want to be there. But you're going to hear them talk as though we're all one, Africans, blacks, Hispanics, and we got to stand up against these white folks. That's how they put it. And I don't think they understand that Africans' problems, now I know there's some Africans that are Israelites, but I'm talking about a lot of these Africans in our country are not necessarily Israelites. And their problem of course we care, we want to be there, we want to speak up, we don't want anybody dying, including white people. But if if Africans are mistreating the way, of course we want to speak out. But if you are suffering as an Israelite, because of a divine covenant, remember these are the final days 
I don't know what the last day is because I know we're at 400 with the very end. Folks, we're at the very end. Even our U.S. government even says that we knew that before they declared it and made it a law of a proclamation. But, folks, we already knew that this year, 2019, is the 400-year mark. Now, some people think it might not be to December the end. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We just know that we're at the end. So in the meantime, what you're seeing, I think, is the final days of this sentence, so to speak, that the Most High put upon a nation, a nation, not necessarily you in your house, if you are obedient and seeking the Father, truly, 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 all jokes aside, you're really seeking the Father's heart, you and yours. He promised to protect to protect you. He promised to bless you as long as you apply those scriptures where you're suffering or where those challenges are. He promised to come through for you. But I'm not talking about you, per se, or those that are obedient. I'm talking about a nation, 40 million strong, roughly, of African Americans in this U.S., one of the lost tribes of Israel. We're still under the final days of this. So what you're looking at with a lot of the murders and so so forth, I believe, is those final days. Somebody say, you trying to say that the Most High is killing us? No. I'm saying that the Israelites, our foreparents, chose the curses when they rebelled, and we're just living it out. The Most High gave them a choice. He didn't say, I'm going to just curse you just because. He said, it's going to be your choice. I put before you this and this. Obey these scriptures. Follow my law. Pass them down to your to your children, children. When they didn't do that, they made the choice to go through this. So remember that when you see all these things that's coming upon our people, that have come upon our people for hundreds of years now. So, Brother Malachi, when you have yes. these meetings and you're hearing these conversations, how are you going to control that? Because a lot of people are going to be saying things like, you know, we need to vote. And we do. But if we're Israelites and that the time is not to the end, we can give them the good news that we're at the final end of it. But it could be that our people, since they're walking in rebellion, since they're not, they're, they're throwing away the Bible, since they're out here thugging and, and doing all the things that they're doing, they could be walking under this divine curse. So you can't vote that away. You can't. Uh, boycott, strategic, buying banks and this and that, because that's what happened with uh, Black Wall Street. They strategically were successful with having all of these enterprises. But then something happened. It always happened to us when it happens. It's like the Most High says, I will not allow Israel. And there is a scripture that talks about this, folks. You'll not be able to rise. I would not allow it so, because you're my firstborn. It'll be too much uh, a mockery in his face. I'm coming to you, brother. I'm coming to you. All right. I just got to lay this down. So my question is, if you got people at your meeting saying, we're going to vote this and this, what do you tell them? Well, uh, it's easy. I would just tell them that, uh, look, uh, how long has we been, well, I will ask them a question and tell them, look, ask them, how long have we been voting since the Civil Rights Bill was passed in the uh, 
in the 60s during the LBJ administration? And secondly, uh, how has it benefited us spiritually, mentally, physically, socially, and financially? That's how I would answer that question. I know we'll be answering a question with a question, but the reason why I would ask them a question with a question is, is, is so that they can come to their own conclusion. Has voting worked? And if it hasn't, which I'm going to think that they would come to the conclusion that it really hasn't worked, then uh, what does that tell you? Because we have money. We have voting rights. We have social status. But we're still missing something. And that is the spiritual point that we're missing. That's how I would answer that. And I hope to be there to back you up on that. And I really want to make this one, brother. I'm letting you know that right now before everybody. I really want to make this because I think they're going to come after you. People don't understand when I say things like, uh, we are marked people. In other words, where will we go? As complicated as all this mixing is, and who, we don't know who to be. We all mix, blah, blah, blah. The Father says he knows who we are. This is a covenant. And maybe sometime I'll do a show on just that word, covenant. This is serious. The Father, the, the Scripture talks about him holding his word above his name. He don't lie. All of us, it's like, I don't like the, word, the term pawns in a game, but all of us, none of us is bigger than Bible prophecy or prophecies. Or some people say universal laws. There's certain things about our world and things that are in our world, affairs that are in our world, which is fulfilling prophecy. Those, Christ constantly said, I have to do this that it might be fulfilled. John the Baptist constantly said, I have to do this that it might be fulfilled. Well, let's do this that it might be fulfilled. And the scripture was saying, Christ went here that it might be fulfilled. Folks, no matter what happened, it's going to be fulfilled with you or without you. Israel is to pay for her transgressions because she is the firstborn. Or this nation is the firstborn. The, the scripture talks about specific things they this nation is to go through. And when you see people living out those curses, those prophecies set forth in Deuteronomy 20 and Leviticus 26, and really throughout the whole scriptures, those people they are, are, are marked people. That is what I call royalty. I just don't know nothing higher than to call these people. They are uh, holy people. Some people like that term. My point to you is this. If you're sitting in a, a, a seminar, symposium, townhouse, town hall, t town hall meeting, and you bring up the atrocities, the challenges of African Americans, people are going to start lumping us with Africans and lumping us with every non-white people on the planet, and they're going to take out their salute. They're going to mean well. They're going to be mean well. Often they're going to be emotional. And we've got to let them know that there is a difference between the African-American and the Gentiles. And what will work for us as a solution won't necessarily work for the Gentiles as a solution. 
when we rise, it may not necessarily be their rise. While all people are going to be blessed by obeying the Most High and and uh, and and and, and, and uh, being obedient to His Word, not all people that He promised will head all the nations in the world. He said, "If Israel is obedient, brother, and let me know if you have to go. I'm just I'm just sharing here." Yes. I don't know what your time is like. But uh, I'll just ask you a final here, and we'll let you go, and, and you can just hang out. If you want to come back with a question, then that's fine. Again, anybody else on the phone line that have a question, comment, press one. If you're in the chat room, go ahead and type your question with question marks before and after, and I'll get to them. Again, tonight you listen to the Five Stone Network. We're talking about we're not oppressed because we're black, but because we're rebellious Israelites. And these curses that are upon us is ending very shortly but we still have to ride them out and a lot of what we're saying is because we're Israelites you can't vote that away you can't boycott that away you can't take up arms and let's talk about that one that's the last thing I was going to ask you because I know I've seen you in marches where people actually had arm, um, you know, firearms and I do think it's intelligence I think it's straight up intelligence to be out there with that because you're just saying, hey, we have a right to bear arms. I, 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 I say it's intelligence, but let me just give you my full answer. I don't think it's wise, but I do think it's, it's an, uh, intelligence just meaning it's a, it is a remedy. It truly is a remedy, but um, and, and it's just not the best remedy for us is what I'm trying to say. I, I don't demonize people that like the Black Panther Party. I don't demonize them. I think it's intelligence. In other words, if a baby hit another baby, you're going to see that other baby eventually hit that other baby back. You can't say, that's intelligence. It's intelligence to want to fight back, but it's not necessarily the Father's will. So, Brother Patrick, a.k.a. Brother Malachi, uh, Pastor, what do you think? What yes. do you think uh, of when they start talking about um, violence? revolutionary style what do you tell those brothers because I remember again I saw you in Dallas with and them brothers were serious <laughs> boy they had they didn't have no little 45 them people had some serious ARs automatic rifles and they and I know those police did not want no problem with them black folk and I mean they had a look on their face like we know our rights so what are you saying in the conversations with them Well, uh, about those who and want to... And before you respond, I do see a question, a hand going up, a hand just went up. I just want to acknowledge, I don't know how long it's been up. On the phone lines, there code three one four four nine four. we'll come to you. Anybody else with a question, go ahead and raise your hand now. It's a great time, but go ahead, brother, then we'll go take that call. Uh, the, the question you're asking is, uh, what do I tell those uh, who want to start a revolution, an armed re- revolution? Yeah, they're marching right with you like there was a shooting, and I saw you in the march, and it was, and it was, uh, police was there, and so was these brothers with these big guns, and I mean they. Were oh yeah, that was, the, was uh, the Miller Man, the Miller Man march, uh, and we're gonna be doing another one uh, this October, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Miller Man march. Yeah, that was a coalition of different uh, groups in the community. Uh, what do I tell those people? Uh, well, I tell them, first of all, that it's nothing wrong with um, uh, having a gun to defend you and your family from uh, someone who wants to harm you. Uh, uh, it's just because even, even, 
even Yahweh uh, whom the world called Jesus, uh, he told his disciples to go and sell their purse and go and buy a sword. You know, so uh, it's nothing wrong with having a gun for, you know, self-defense to defend your family, to defend somebody that may defend your home or your wife, your children. But uh, we want to be wise when we want to try to uh, use our, uh, our weapons. When you you know, I, want, I would tell people to be wise because uh, you can't throw off these curses with, with kernel weapons. You understand? You can only uh, uh, resolve our differences as a people you understand, uh, by knowledge of who you are and what is required of you. Because uh, like the scripture says, our weapons are not kernel. You know, the only way we can uh, resolve our issues as a people is by knowledge of self and, and what is required of us as a people is is spiritual. And kernel weapons will not resolve our differences. That is what I usually tell them and will continue to tell them. Well, let's revisit that here in a second. Let's see what this caller has, but that is very powerful. Very, very very powerful. It will get people up off you, but it won't change their heart. Whereas what Brother Malachi is saying, if you know who you are, know whose you are, know you are a marked people, and know there's no other people living out these curses in in Deuteronomy 28, because that's the only way you're going to know. And and folks, we're going a little faster, but remember Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, how do we know? These curses relate to 2019 and all that ancient mumbo-jumbo. Some of y'all say, how does that relate to us 2019 or 2020 or whenever you're listening? Well, here's the key verse. It's what did it for me in, in 1991. I got the revelation, this revelation of who we are by this one verse. Verse 46. And they, Moses is speaking, telling the Israelites what is going to happen to them. And they, speaking of the blessings or the curses, shall be upon thee. For a sign, S-I-G-N, for a sign, S-I-G-N, and a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. Is 2019 including forever? Well, then it relates. One more time. And they, these blessings and curses, and they, these blessings and curses, I'm reading to y'all right now, Moses has said, Moses was saying, shall be upon thee. For a sign, a S-I-G-N, that, that identifies things. And a wonder, that makes people marvel. These blessings and curses are going to be upon you for a sign and a wonder. It's going to, it's going to signify who you are. And it's going to bring the Father glory with much amazement and wonder. And they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder until thy seed, thy children, forever. Whoever is true Israel, wherever they are scattered throughout the four corners, you go by that, and no kind of DNA political BS that this international community has put forward. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Eric Code 314, thank you for your patience and holding. Go ahead with your question or comment. I'd love to know what city and um, uh, your name, please, you call it from. Shalom, my brothers. My name is Hadouri Israel, and I'm calling from St. Louis, Missouri. And I mean, get your name. What was your name again? Let me. What was your name again? Hadura. 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 H A D U R A H. Hadura. Hadura. What does that mean? Yes. That's a, that's different. What does that mean? Beautiful, beautiful one of y'all. Well, welcome, sister. Welcome. Hallelujah. 
Uh, first of all, Hallelujah. one thing that you guys have said, you're right on point, and I have a said that when the message is from the Almighty, even though the face of the messenger may change, the message itself does not change. And you guys are speaking the same lingo that's being spoken in many different places today. First of all, Matt, get Brother Malachi. Could I get your telephone number again, please? Yes, it's uh, Malachi. Yes, eight one seven three five zero fifteen thirty four. Okay. Secondly, I wanted to say we said what is the solution? We, you know, the Almighty didn't leave us in darkness, and based on His word, He said that there is none that can deliver us out of His hands. And the Almighty, first we have to understand that we are a nation of people, but today we're a nation in exile scattered among all nations from one of the earth to the other. And we're coming out of almost a 2,000-plus year coma. We're just beginning to awaken. So we're coming from all different walks of life, different understanding, different beliefs, different religions, different ideologies and intellectual dogma, philosophical views. We're all over the place. But the Almighty gave us one law. Upon the completion of our captivity, we have to amend the breach. Until we amend that breach, nothing we do, as you said earlier, we've tried everything. We've tried everything but what y'all told us to do, and that we haven't done. So come August the 19th, this year, we're asking all of our people, regardless of what your belief is, if you're African-American, come, because the Almighty's going to straighten it all out in the end. To come to Washington, D.C., we're going to fill Lincoln Memorial with our people, and we're going to turn and doing what the Almighty told us to do in order to get these judgments up off of us. And if you go to Leviticus 26, I heard you mention it earlier, 26 starting with 33, once we were scattered. Our solution is simple. The Almighty says, if the, after all that we've suffered, but if we shall confess our iniquities and the iniquity of our fathers, if we acknowledge that we have walked contrary to him and he has walked contrary to us and gave us into the hands of our enemies, if then our uncircumcised hearts be humbled and we accept our punishment, then will he remember his covenant. And there's so much more in the scriptures to validate that goes with all of that to even paint a more broader and clearer picture. But, you know, because of lack of time, we won't go into all of that. But we're asking all of our family to join us August the 19th, Washington, D.C. We're asking each state to bring forth at least 10 buses of people. Let us go before our God and let us turn and face our land and bow before our great king and tell him we're sorry and ask God to please have mercy upon us and bring us back into the bond of the covenant. Thank you so much for letting me speak. Oh, and I'd like to give out a telephone number for more information, if I may. Yes, you may. 
And the area code is 313, the Department of Information, 313-595-7975. Again, the number is 313-595-7975. And we're so looking forward and hoping that you would join us and let us do what y'all told us to do. Let us obey what he gave us because he's the only one that can take these judgments up off of our people. Be blessed and thank you for allowing me to speak. Well, thank you, Sister Dora. Uh, Brother uh, Malachi, you have any questions or comments, anything you've heard she said before I let her go? Oh, no, I just, I just, well, yes, uh, excuse me. I just, I do like what you said when you said we were coming out of a coma. It's like we're coming out of a coma. Those are powerful words right there. But thank you for your comments, and the most I bless you. Thank you as well. And Brother Malachi, I will be reaching out to you. Well, you do just that, my sister. Well, Sister Hadoura, we appreciate what you're doing, and uh, I, I'm going to look more into this march. It sounds like something I'd be want to be a part of because I was trying to find a scripture where you was talking and you kind of stopped, but I'll probably still find it where the King Solomon, at the building temple, a lot of people don't know this, he actually prayed these words over the temple. He said, Father, when you... At some First point, King it's a long, long prayer. Say it again. First Kings 8, chapter 45, verse, 45th verse. Okay, let me, see. I'm going to pull that up because I was looking for First Kings. I can't hear you that well. First Kings 8, chapter, starting with the 45th verse. Right, and a lot of people don't know this. They say, oh, why do you want to go to Washington? But listen, it's more important than going to Washington. <laughs> listen to this, folks. This is powerful. And a lot of people don't even know that Solomon actually went there. He talked about when you drive wherever we're at, even when we're in captivity. He said, Father, when they turn and face this temple, Remember, he just built it. He's dedicated. He said, if they face this temple, help them. Help them. Well, the Muslims face these. Where did they get it from? Facing the east is a Hebraic thing. I'm not saying you got to face these, but if he said, if he prayed, prayed that, if Solomon said that, and the Father really did adhere to his prayer, I, I'm not going to be the one to say, oh, you know, I, I'm just I'm just saying that the scriptures here, folks. He said, when they face this temple, it could be their hearts, I don't know. Help them. Help them. So, Sister, you have uh, really blessed us tonight. And I hope everybody try their best to make it out, especially those claiming to be of the natural uh, biological um, bloodline of Israel, and uh, who also I hope is spiritual Jews as well. But anyway, my sister, I'm going to go ahead and and, uh, put you on hold if you don't have anything else to say. And we do thank you for calling all the way from St. Louis, Ohio, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you so much. Be blessed. Well, you be blessed as well. Shalom. And that was Sister Hadora, 
Sister Hadora from St. Louis, again, uh, uh, she brought up a very important march, uh, uh, August 19, 2019, in the, the city of Washington, D.C. If you have any questions, again, make that call at 313-595-7975. And Sister Hadora, your hand is still up. If you can press 1 right now. The reason is you may want to come back on and have another, uh, have something else to say. There you go. You're good to go. All right, brother. Brother Malachi, how's your time? I know you're busy, man. I always like to ask before, I, you know, you can hang out with me as long as you like. I'm enjoying your input. Um, how much time you got? Oh, I have about like 15, uh, 20 more minutes. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and since you just got that much time and kind of let you kind of uh, ask you some questions, and then I've got a lot of things I want to bring out because I want to talk about all the different types of people that have come to this country, uh, people from uh, just African uh, uh, ancestry and how they are here, and they are, some, some of them have their challenges, some are going through a little bit of racism here and there, but it's nothing like what we go through, and what their solution is. Of course, they need people to get up off them and treat them well. That's a general solution. But what their problem is and their solution is a little bit different than African Americans. Okay, these people have a land, a home, a flag, pride. They're not like us. I don't want to divide people. I mean, be careful with this. Be careful with this right here because, you know, too much of us and them. What I'm trying to say is these are Gentiles. You, we should love them, work with them, network with them, uh, and, 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 and do business with them, especially if they're facing, uh, uh, if there's, if there's a, a silent boycott against their businesses, we should patronize them. All these things we've talked about over the years, we can, should continue to do with Africans. But I'm saying we got to understand something, folks. If it's a truly, 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 if there's if there's truth to us being one of those lost tribes of Israel, and the Father has did did indeed say when we're rightly dividing the word of truth, we got our exegesis together. If we are truly, truly, truly fulfilling a covenant made by Father Abraham that's to be upon his descendants, folks, you cannot vote that away. You can't strategically vote that away. Should you vote? Sure, you should do everything within your power, being a responsible citizen in a country, especially if that's the system you live in, you should be voting. You should be watching where you spend your money. And I believe we should own farms, every single one of us. I, I believe that. Not everybody wants to. I understand that. But I think it's either that, the, the number one thing we should do, if you don't own firearms, there is a better system. And I mean this. I'm not being super spiritual. And that is trusting seriously, honestly, with all the fiber of your being. If you can say the most high has my back, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I will condemn. The, the scripture says, if this is you and you talk like this, Psalms 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I believe with every fiber of my being that I dwell in the shadow of the, I mean, that I dwell in the secret place. I I, I, I spend time with the Father. I'm not saying you got to be perfect. I'm not on that. That's not, that's not practical. 
with our flesh, we serve the law of sin. Here and there, it gets out of hand. I, I'm not talking about somebody perfect, but I am talking about a perfect heart. I am talking about a perfect heart. If that's you, that's better than owning a weapon. You're going to always be escaping danger. You're going to always come after stuff is over, something just happened. You're going to be the Father, the Spirit, and the angels that were sent here, as I talked about last week, to be ministers to those that be heirs of salvation, is going to do what they are required to do for you. But I just know, seem like most people I know, even that live this kind of life, waver in their faith. What happened? If you, you're waving your faith, Brother Malachi, and you run into a racist on the road, they say, I want to take me out one of these niggas. That's how they talk. Y'all know it. We're going to become a minority in 2045. I'll be damn. Not on my watch. And they want to take a nigga out. And you just so have to be that person. We speak by faith it's not going to happen to you. But I'm just saying, folks, this is happening to our people. It's not a joke. This is not a fantasy. There are people trying to get revenge, trying to right the wrong, because they have bought into this lie that they are race based on color. Some of y'all believe that, too. We're not a race based on color. There's no, there's no worse. It's not scriptural. So, Brother Malachi, uh, you said earlier that you believe that it's nothing wrong with owning weapons. You're going to have this symposium. Uh, this this meeting of the minds, where shall we go from here? So let me just kind of, since you have to go here in a little bit, uh-huh. where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Because what I'm going to do after you leave, uh, or in a little bit after we take this little break, I'm going to talk about where do we go from here. But I'm going to I'm going to go into the spiritual warfare. I'm going to where do we go from here? Well, let me just ask you, you're the one that has the limited time here. And I, again, appreciate you stopping by and letting us know what's going on. But uh, where do we go from here? And then I'll come after you. Well, we need to uh, get past all of the whitewashed history that has been, uh, that we've been brainwashed with. And including when it comes to the Bible and get in the Bible after we have removed all the whitewashed uh, uh, false doctrine. And we need to get in the Bible and really discover who we are and match the prophecies of the Bible with historical facts and discover who we are and once we discover we, who we are, we need to embrace the will of the Most High for us as a people. Because once we discover who we are, then we will know why we are in this condition and how we got in this condition and what is required of us to get out of this condition. That's three points. That's three points. Once we discover who we are, then we discover why we in this condition and how we got in this condition and then the solution is what is required of us to get out of this condition that is the direction that we need to go in as a people understanding our true history 
according to the Bible, match with historical facts. Powerful. That's powerful. Well, listen, brother, uh, I appreciate all that you brought to the table tonight. I know you didn't come on to do all that sharing. You just came on uh, to just listen a little bit, and then you were going to share the information about the um, the two events. But I thank you, brother, for what you do in our in our in our streets with the bullhorn going up and down, challenging some of the most challenging looking people. Meaning, a lot of our young people that don't always look like they want you in their face. I've seen you do it, and uh, 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 and uh, I try to do it in my own world, but I don't always get a chance to make it to the streets like you do, especially with that bullhorn going all over the city of Fort Worth. Where all have y'all been? Just, just really quickly. Uh, nightclubs. What type of places have y'all been? Not so much the cities, but where, where do you go? Uh, uh, just, just briefly before you go, where do you go when you're trying to reach out people when you talk about some of these things? Just. Give us, give us about a, just a quick uh, couple of minutes on what kind of things you run into when you start talking about money is not going to salvage us, uh, taking up arms. When you go out there on the streets and you talk to those boys, so to speak, what are they saying to you? Uh, well, the places we go to primarily is the corner stores in the neighborhood, in the hood, in the hood, uh, because we know our people they congregate in the hood around those. Uh, stoves that are owned by foreigners, they, they, they tend to congregate around those stoves. So there is primarily where we go, but we also go to the beauty salon uh, to get our people attention. We have went to uh, even a script club uh, to get our people's attention. Uh, we, we, How does that go? We, Obviously, uh, I was on the ins- outside, I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, outside, like... Uh, uh, kind of on the sidewalk in front of the uh, the clubhouse, the script club. Um, um, the reception was half and half because one of the scrippers, one of the scrippers actually admitted to one of the sisters who was passing out the card that, uh, that one of the uh, what? we was teaching. He said one, one of the, the scrippers, one of the sisters oh, that, okay. that one of yeah one of the scrippers actually admitted to one of the sisters that went out with us. Uh, uh, that was passing out the cards that what we was teaching was actually the truth, you know? Uh, so, uh, our reception out there was half and half. Uh, of course, uh, the business people didn't want us out there that owned the club, you know? Uh, but, uh, it definitely gets our people to thinking and we, and when we bring out the, the, the spiritual point on why we're suffering as a people and why we at the bottom of the barrel, and, and even while we don't own the businesses in our neighborhood, when we bring out the spiritual point, uh, we hear people saying like, "You sure right? Exactly, man. That's real stuff." You know. And then wow. I tell them, and then I tell them, "Now, does that sound like religion right there?" And they like, they be like, "No." And I, and I said, "That's that's exactly what I'm trying to point out to you. We're not out here to teach religion. We're out here to teach solutions to the condition." of the so-called black man and black woman or America and to show you why you're in this condition and thirdly to show you what is required of us to get out of this condition which is the hope that we have and uh, once I start breaking it down to them like that um, you know we get people agreeing to what the scriptures say 
even some of the uh, stores that are owned by uh, these uh, foreigners, even they have to admit that what we be teaching is uh, uh, actually correct. Because they're what, they, what they themselves. Some of the things they said. What are some of the things they said? Well, uh, just like you know, like yeah, what you teaching is is real stuff. You know, uh, and your people, these people, they need to hear about this. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, they know that they are there because of uh, our lack of knowledge. They know that they are Absolutely. able to do what they do in our community because of our lack of knowledge. And uh, uh, just like over there in the Woodhaven community, uh, that store owner actually asked us to come back in that in that area. You know, wow. to teach. Now that's contrary to some of the other store owners where they have actually called the police on us. But because I know the laws and I know how many amount of feet we can stand from the store and where we can stand in the public space without uh, uh, hindering traffic, because I know the laws and because I carry my papers that has the law written, uh, the police usually say, tell them that I can't do nothing about it, you know, because, you know, they, you know, that's their constitutional right, you know what I'm saying, so. Uh, good for you. Good for you. So you have your papers on you as far yes. as the law. That's pretty yes. good. Yes, yes. And and, and, and the police is, has never actually, uh, uh, because the people that go out with me, I have them trained. And uh, uh, we know where to post up at. And uh, throughout the years, we have only been asked to move uh, pretty much just one time. And we've been going out for like some years. Uh, and and also we have not just been limited just to Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, we have actually, uh, you know, I'm originally from Mississippi, so uh, I have did outreaches down there in Mississippi, uh, and uh, in Evermen. As a matter of fact, they requested us to come out there in Evermen and do street ministry. In um, Como, they requested us to come out there and do ministry out there too. So whenever there's a crime going on in the community. They would call, reach out to the Lost Found Israelites ministry to come out there and start teaching the, the commandments in the streets because they would say that the churches are mainly just – this is what they'll say now. They'll say that the churches won't engage the people in the streets, and they, they would call for us Hebrew Israelites to come out there and get in the streets to engage the people, you know. Wow. And, uh, and when we went to Como – it was kind of hostile out there because they threatened to come over and knock our stuff over, you know. Uh, really? And, but we just, yeah, but we just came back. I just went back to my ministry, and we just got more guys and went back out there, you know, double up, you know, with more guys. Well, you know? well, listen, I know we kind of went, uh, took a little side road, and those of you that's tuning in to, to uh, the Fox Mustang Network again, uh, we're talking about a Malachi, and he have talked about two very key events, and he also gave a lot of insight on this very topic of we're not oppressed because we're black, but because we're rebellious Israelites. Now he's just talking about some of his experiences on the streets, and I really appreciate his hard work out there. It takes a lot of courage, but he can't be scared. And speaking of being on the streets and so forth, I want to uh, holler, uh, make a little holler uh, on some neighbors of mine that have uh, been listening to the shows recently and and uh, and uh, trying to reach a lot of the young people in my neck of the woods. Uh, I'm not going to call them anyway. They may get embarrassed, but uh, they may be even listening. What they did, I actually sent links to some neighbors, and they have a garage, and sometimes they'll play 
these shows in a garage with some, you know, young men uh, that probably wouldn't go to nobody's church, some of them, some of them. And uh, so a shout-out to the, uh, you know, Yard Eulis. But listen, brother, I always thank you for coming on and contributing as much as you can. you got to run. So I just want to thank you, and I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, take a little short break. I'm going to come back and swing it. Folks, listen, i got so much to talk about. It ain't even funny. We're going to talk about uh, <laughs> some of these people that, that have uh, some precious uh, ethnic groups that are here, but we're not them. And what they need, we don't need. And what our problems are not the same. In some ways they are, but we're different. And it's going to take a different antidote to fix our problems again. We're not oppressed because we're black. That's not the issue. We're oppressed because we're Israel. We're fulfilling prophecy. And like the brother Malachi so eloquently put it, it's a spiritual thing. It's a covenant. And it's certain things we have to do before we don't see these things in our society, in our homes. Sometimes even in our hearts is where it starts. Anyway, Brother Malachi, thank you very much. Really appreciate it, Brother. Brother Malachi? Yes, yes. Oh, I love I the show. Say, uh, and I will uh, I, I'll continue listening at least until 10 o'clock, and then I'll be clocking off. All right. All right, Brother. Well, thank you again for everything, and shalom. Shalom. Well, it's Brother Malachi, all the way from Fort Worth, Texas. Brother's out there on the street. I mean, he can't, you know, he's doing his thing. And go to Lost Found Israelites on Facebook, and you can see some of the very inner, inner exchanges he's talking about. But, folks, listen, we got to some kind of way start wording this a little different. We're black. You can say that because nobody probably not going to know what you mean if you Israelites. But we got to start telling our people we're not black. It's not a color. It's not in the Bible. And... Around 1681, after when they brought over the indentured servants, a lot of y'all don't know this issue, so I'm going to go over real quick. When America, when, they, when the New World was forming, y'all know about Jamestown and all that, they got this right. I need to just get this out and look at it, but I want to call places in time, but I know for sure it was after the Bacon's Rebellion. Bacon Rebellion. Do history, uh, do your do some research on Bacon's Rebellion. Some of y'all may remember this in high school or college. But Bacon's Rebellion was a time when there was a big dispute over this new land. You know, the Indians uh, was involved with it, and, and uh, indigenous servants, and of course the powers that be. And uh, Nathaniel Bacon is who I'm talking about. Nathaniel Bacon was not having it in, as far as how the those the powers that be was dispersing this land. And so there was a big rebellion. Uh, around 16, it, it's, it's stated as 1676, but it wasn't really what about the solution, the creation of race based upon colors around 1681, something around there. But do, do research on Bacon's Rebellion. The powers that be, William Berkeley and, and the boys said, you know, we cannot have a rebellion this huge again ever in this new land. So that's when they started creating this new class. Before then, people was known by their nation, nation, nationality, nationality. 
You know, if you was from France, you, you know you was French. And the French was not white people. The French was just people from French. And the Britain, uh, Britain uh, Great Britain people, anybody from England was just considered English, okay? They name you by your region, and every region had a, a language, uh, oftentimes a different type of, y'all know what uh, constitutes uh, biblical nations. That's what I'm trying to go with this, just to speed this up, you know, have to do with your tongue, your, 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 your customs, and so forth. So was it in the in this new world. But they changed it all around 1681 after this rebellion in 1676 by led by this Nathaniel Bacon. Okay. Uh, now these are Virginia uh, settlers back in the day. All right. Ever since then, they created this class, and they said, you know, y'all will never have what we have, but you can't have more than they have started bringing over slaves. At, uh, this is when the slavery started. And and they basically it was you you they created a new underclass is what they did, and they tagged that underclass black these slaves you they're black and you're white and you can have you will treat you better than the blacks. Now there were black people free then when this all happened, but their voices weren't strong enough to stop this. So what happened is when slavery was in effect, when slavery started, there was a new underclass called black and a, and a, a top class called white. And then, of course, the powers that be. They didn't call themselves white back then. Okay? So basically the white ruled over the black. And those free blacks back then were just free. But they still was considered black. Later on, fast forward, fast forward. Now it has become uh, a, a work, the working definition of light skin from Europe, from Europe as white. It's no such thing. It's a, it's, it's, it's a social construct. Now there's a belief system to tag with, you know, uh, this. Now there's been lies and different things told us this is what white people do. This is what. And after a while, you start hearing these lies. We start acting out. Okay. And to remember this new underclass, the black, so-called blacks, were slaves, mistreated, uh, treated subhuman. Of course, they was Israelites, I believe. And. Uh, they begin to start buying into a lot of the lies. They begin to forget who they were, where they come from. And so now, fast forward to 2019 or 2020, whenever you listen to this, now we think that's, this is all legitimate. It's not legitimate. Ask the question, who are these white people? Because really and truly, they're not English and French and all that. Those are new states. There was no life in Europe for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Where did these whites come from? So we really don't know the true definition of white or the true ethnic. Uh, we don't know what to call our white brothers and sisters other than white. So that's why so many of us say white. Some say Caucasian. It's the same thing. But we really don't know who they're, who they are because I believe they were my albinos. And I think history supports this. Read a book called, there's a book called Chosen from the Caucasus by Michael Bradley. It kind of goes into this. This is a, a good book that we could get into this. But... Albinos migrated from the continent of Africa. And, Brother Malachi, your hand is still up from earlier. If you can press 1 and it'll go down, because you may want to comment one more time if you get a little bit of time, that is. But, folks, these people, white-skinned people, Africans, migrated to the 
farmless conditions in Europe was better for them. And I believe they come out a mighty people when because of the albinism it was better for their eyes and so forth. But when you're in that environment, you know, there's a lot of, um, you're there with each other in those caves and, and it's a very cold climate and they just come out a mighty people, folks. Listen, that's why it is so hard to trace who white people are. That's why oftentimes doctors say that a white person will have a better fit for a heart uh, for you or a kidney for you if you need one than a black person because white people truly are Africans. We don't like that. We want to separate and make them out of devils or something, but that's a lie from the pit of hell. Those people have sometimes kidneys that are more of a fit than your own, some of your own relatives. This is science and biology I'm talking about. So this is why there's no such thing as no French, no such thing as no nobody from England or Great Britain or Scandinavia, all of that. This, all that's new. There was thousands and thousands of years of living in what we call Africa before there was a year. So I got a question. Where did that white nation come from? There's all types of history about there not being life in Europe when there was thousands and thousands and thousands of years in Africa. So, while the show is not designed to talk about that, I just had to throw that out there. Because in the Bacon's Rebellion, they created a new class. The class is black and white to divide and conquer. So there would never be another rebellion as big as Bacon's Rebellion. And they have been successful. And now we're buying that lie and think we're just black people. Well, we're not black people. Who are you African Americans? There was 70 groups of people that the Bible or the Father looked at as race races or nations, nationalities. 70 nations, that's it. Now we have 200. We have to be very careful with what we are calling a race. A race, a color has nothing to do with the race. Every non-white nation can produce white skin, blonde hair, blue eyes, someone that can go into Europe and pass for a European and never be noticed by the natural eye. Every single non-white nation. So, foolishness with this race based on color. Who are you, African-American? We believe you are one of the lost tribes of Israel. Who are you, white man? It is impossible for us to say, because you are a mixture of various people, and that your skin is a recessive trait. Not you, you're not your skin. It's just skin. The soul of white people is no different than the soul of so-called black people. We're no better than each other. But this skin, the evolution of skin is what I'm talking about. Okay, because this is where we get this foolishness of black and white. So, tonight's topic, again, is we're not oppressed because we're black. 
but because we're rebellious Israelite. I just had to lay that foundation because so many people is leaning so heavy on black, 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 black. And I want everybody to know that it's faulty, it's, it's make-believe, it's a social construct. Don't put nothing in it. You won't be able to understand the Bible. You won't understand prophecy. You won't understand yourself. You won't understand your people. You won't understand your nation as long as you have this social construct as some kind of legitimate uh, class. We're Israelites, and the Father says certain things will be upon us. I'm trying not to get into the scriptures uh, any more than I have, which I already have, but I mean going into the different things we will go through, uh, how we know we are Israelites, because we talk so much about it on the show. This, we, this is one of the five topics of the five stones, you know, five smooth stones. That's the name of the network, which is five topics. This is one of the main topics. So we have over 50 shows talking about this, and I'm not going to do it tonight. If you want proof on us us, meaning African Americans, being one of the lost tribes of Israel, please, please Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio and go through those 410 shows and just have your pick. There's many topics that will say just that, what you're looking for, and uh, and you can get scriptures. But there's over 300 scriptures talking about different things that we will go through as a nation. Uh, again, Moses, uh, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 says, These blessings or curses are going to be upon you. If you want to know who a true Jew is, you just look for those blessings or those curses. Now, no nation, no nation in this world is living out those blessings. No nation. Furthermore, Moses said before he died, Moshe before he died says, When I die, you'll be a rebellious people. So we know by that in other scriptures that Israel were, were to be a rebellious people. So this is one reason we talk so much about the curses, the curses, the curses. So when you look at these curses and you look at us as a people, you see every single one of those curses fulfilled in the African-American and also in the other people scattered throughout the world. We believe our brothers and sisters, another sister tribe, okay? So we are Israel. Israel, as Brother Malachi stated earlier, you know, when he goes to have his, those meetings he's going to be having in the future, he says it very clearly. We've got to find out who we are, according to Scripture. Why are we going through what we're going through? Those prophets that said that we would be where exactly we are. I know they're killing our people in the streets. I know there's a secret uh, uh, haunt for black young males. I know that a lot of uh, going in our jails and prisons is just uncomprehendable evil they're doing to our children off, off camera. I know about the rapes. I know about it. And I don't want to get too gory here because I know y'all, some of y'all just can't handle that. But I know I know what they're doing to us in the education arena. I know about the way they're strategic, strategically uh, at very on state levels funding certain uh, uh, neighborhoods, certain suburbs where they have better schools and our schools are dilapidating and our people are struggling, 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 struggling to to just get an education. It's not their fault. Everybody don't want to drop out. It's not just they just don't want to learn. No, it's not true. There's a strategic effort involved in getting our young people to not like church in the first place. My goodness, evil, evil, evil all around us. I know about... You know, the police get all the attention, but it's far worse than the police. And I don't want to, again, we don't want to talk too much about that because y'all tune in because you know what we're going through. Many of you have been following this network for a while. You know what is going on, but a lot of you don't know that there is a difference between black and Israelite. 
So we're going to hit this a little harder after the break. Uh, trust me, got something for you. Don't go anywhere. Again, you've been listening to the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. I'm just swinging, okay? We'll be right back, folks.
Okay, folks, and we are back. We are back. And, again, I just want to thank you all for tuning into the Fossil Soul Network tonight. And some of you have been doing it since 2011. I really, really appreciate it. I can't say it enough. And also, as well as my bloodline, uh, family, Douglas County, and 13 states a year in the house. All right, folks, what do you all think about what you've heard so far? We've talked about several things, talked about how that for sure, for sure, for sure, African Americans are not, well, they're black because we just define them as black. So it's the working definition we created. But in terms of what the father, who really is putting the strings behind world events, you know, everything in our in our government, in our world is happening is, as the scriptures say, first, things start in the spiritual first. It's, it's, it's a thought. And then some of those thoughts are aborted. Some thoughts actually become part of our life. But before mankind even think of something and bring it to the natural realm, the Most High has something in his heart and in mind, some things he's done. And one of the things he has done is have said certain things is going to happen to a people whom he called, whom he's anointed, whom he have appointed to be his spokesman, if you will, in the earth to the nations. What are you talking my brother Seth? Israelites. He called them to be his voice piece in the earth. Their chief job is outside of walking with him and having their hearts circumcised is to be a example, a light to the Gentiles. That's why the Jews were called in the first place, or the Israelites. Now we see, as the sister said earlier, now we see how this group of people has been dispersed to the four corners and they are going through some serious times. Some people nickname this Jacob Troubles. I mean, we're talking about oppression in our education system with these people. They are just simply miseducated as to who they are, as to where they are, and who's ruling over them. Just lies, lies, lies. To their education have them malfunctioning, serving others, endangering each other. They're fighting each other through their education. Lies, complete wrong information, deception, half and half, and ignorance, no information. Through the education system, this people is turned inside out. A lot of other people that come to this country, they do have it hard. They do have it hard. But that's old as Methuselah. I mean, there's always been nations that didn't like other nations, and they'll say little things. That's what a lot of our foreigners are going through. It's all it is. You know, a lot of our white brothers and sisters just want whites to own the contract versus the African. So they'll try to, you know, cut them out and say little things about them. But it's not quite the same as 
is for the African Americans. So in the education arena, we are suffering more than these other nations that have come here. Immigrants. They're not the same as us. They're not they're it's just not the same. The father talks about and I seem like I mention this scripture every single week, the book of Amos, chapter three, verse two. He says, Of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. Of all the nations you have I known. No other nation can say, we have known God. He has given us his law. He's given us his way. No, 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 no. Just Israel. And there has been a calling upon this nation to walk with him because he did so much for their forefathers. Their forefathers was supposed to pass down the laws, the precepts, what it takes to please his father, this Elohim, this God. It's for the past that down to each of their generations. And if they did that, and those generations adhered to those laws, the Father said, in Deuteronomy 28, that they would be blessed above all the nations. They would be blessed above all nations of the earth. They'd be the head and not the tail. They'd be above and not beneath. Everything they would touch would prosper. And I must say this at 10 o'clock every single show. Those of you that's on the phone lines, don't hang up because you can't call back after 10. Those of you that listen to this show, you clicked on the link. And you listen to this show by clicking on a link, you're going to be disconnected in less than a minute. You must call. you got 60 seconds. You must call area code 914 914-205-5590. 914-205-5590. As you will be disconnected. So, folks, we're suffering in these areas far, far more diff- different than our counterparts, these immigrants. And so, again, uh, just to stay true to the topic of the show tonight, I hope we have nailed this down. It's a, it's pretty cut and dry, but I know some of y'all might not think so because the whole world constantly say black, 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 we're black, we're black, we're black. But no, we're Israelites. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're African-American and you listen to this show, you know it's, it's a different field, though. You look at these Africans, and if things get too rough for them, they can always, what, go home. They have a pride. They have a history. You can't beat a people down that has a home, has a flag, has a song, has a culture, has a, has a diet, has a, all that comes with the nation. You can't really beat them down because they know they're not from here. And they can go back home, and they they see their people doing everything in every career. I remember my trip to Ethiopia, and I was just, people look at me, I was just just dumbfounded by the, when the plane landed in Addis Ababa, and I saw all of those black people running, just running things. Not with any question of, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it like some of our people. They were running things, folks. I remember thinking to myself, wow, I don't think I've ever seen this. And I was with uh, 
not not in Africa when I went to Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, but in other places where I went. I was with a gentleman by the name of uh, uh, John Pandy, uh, a.k.a. Rub Pandy, and uh, y'all know about it. He's been on the show before. And he was blown away by how I was looking so shocked. Play a little music in the background, folks. Uh, John Tandy was like, Brother said, Brother said, why does that mean so much to you? Because I've never seen uh, uh, posters, uh, billboards all over a nation with dark skinned people. When we went to black countries, we went to uh, Papua New Guinea, and, and I would see their, their advertisement, and he was just shocked by how shocked I was. Because in America, we as so-called black people have never seen everything black. I do mean everything, folks. And so I'm saying to myself, look at that. Uh, case in point, when I went to Addis uh, Ababa, that's uh, the capital of uh, Ethiopia, and that plane landed, number one, Lady, she uh, welcomed us to Addis Ababa. She was a black, beautiful black woman. The flight attendants, just not that beauty means everything, but they were all just beautiful black women. Pilots come out. They were like it's no big deal, you know. You have an all black cast. I think it was like three pilots or something, four, three or four, big plane, and all of them was black. Everybody was black. The person handled my bags was black. Person that handled all of the baggage service was black. Person that you know pulled the gate, marched the plane, it was black. You know goes in there and everybody cleaning, any cleaning crew was black. Any all the big, really expensive painting was of black people. Everything, everything, everything. It was really something. Well, Ethiopians when they come here, they've come out of that environment where they have seen that all their life. Do you really think when white people trip with them? And the the effects it have on their psyche or on their spirit is the same as when I go through something similar with the white people. I don't have a land. We as African Americans, we don't have this land. We say it's our land. We should be our land. It darn sure should be. But you can't really say with a straight face this is your land. There's some of them claim to get up in your face. I mean, this is our country, our country. You can't match them with the pride that they have, with the pride that you have. Some black people think they really can. But a home is where there is peace. A home is where you can go like those Ethiopians can go back and not be treated for their color? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I know how there are some issues with lighter and darker like in India with the caste system. But what I'm trying to say is it's nowhere near what we go through in this country. So I still want to say when these when these foreigners come here, much love and respect to all of them, it's not quite the same when they go through some of this stuff we go through. You can't tell them that they can't run a bank. Because all their banks are black. You can't tell an Ethiopian you can't build a skyscraper. All their skyscrapers are built by blacks. Ain't no white folks building hardly nothing in Ethiopia. They may, here or there might be some project that a European model came and, you know, contributed here and there. But that nation is built... Keep in mind, it's the oldest nation before there was a Europe, there was Ethiopia, it's in the Bible. 
It might be the oldest nation. How are you going to tell an Ethiopian that they're second class, that they're not as good, that they don't have a history? How are you going to sell it to them? Perhaps they may buy the fact that their country is not as powerful now as it was in ancient times like America is today. They could probably go there, but they're not going to hold their head down. What are you trying to say, brothers? What am I trying to say is this, brothers and sisters. African Americans and other non-white people are not suffering the same. We may get the same blow from a, a police stick on our arm or something if we, you know, if there's police, police brutality. We may get cuffs put on us too tight. We may get through in the back of a car. You know how they do sometimes us. They may, Africans may go through that. But it's not the same. More importantly, which is what this show is about, is oftentimes what we see in the news around our neighborhoods and sometimes even our families is our nation walking out certain curses that is to be upon them. Some people don't like that word curse. You don't like that some of you, your pastors have taught, you know, we are not under a curse. Well, how can we not be under a curse as a nation? Not necessarily you, you, you individually, if you have a relationship with the Most High, you believe, and you've been justified by faith, and you've been made the righteousness of Christ, and all these things, you've accepted your new identity, that spiritual Jew. If you walk in that higher identity, and you're trusting the Most High, doing all the things the Scriptures say, Yes, you will be blessed. I cannot curse something that the Most High is blessed. Please hear that, because I can't keep saying it, but that is the most important thing. And some people feel like, well, that's what you should focus on the most. No, what you focus on the most is what we're talking about right now. Because a lot of us do not understand why we are suffering in the first place. And if I can get you to understand what the Israelites, it's going to point you back to the Father anyway. I'm just going about it another way. So, Again, tonight, we're talking about the difference between blacks and African Americans. That is not our identity. We're laying that foundation, and then we're going on a step further, saying that we are Israelites, and we are suffering as Israelites and not as blacks, and that there are other people that come here also called black. That's not their name as well, and that they are suffering and, and, and feeling the effects of their suffering a little different when they do walk in that uh, valley of suffering. Or even if even if they're blessed, again, I think it's a difference there. I just feel like Israel is a certain walk for us. I want to share something with y'all. I want to share something with you. And I'm going to wrap up this show a little early tonight. Because Brother Patrick came on tonight and, and uh, shared some very key things that actually took the thunder from some of the things I was going to say. And I thank him for that. It makes my job easier. And then I was able to get some things out really clearly earlier. So I only have a few more things to share with regards to us not being black, but being Israelite. And that our suffering cannot be uh, reversed because of someone voting or strategically voting or uh, running for office or being in position like president or governor. These things cannot reverse prophecy that is to be upon a people. Um, 
as far as uh, buying, certain kind of strategic buying or not buying, boycotting. Uh, folks, it just can't, it can't, it can't reverse the most high. Now, somebody may say, well, brother says, if you say, all oh, this, what are we to just sit around and not do nothing? No, 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 no. We've talked about it. And uh, if you want to give you, make it more pointed, we can hear it again. Um, scripture says it like this. If my people, Second Chronicles 7, 14, if my people, if my people, talking about Israel, it's not everybody talking about, no, 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 I know what the church is, everybody. It's not everybody. It's only one people that he called his own. I know the spiritual Jew is now, but I'm talking about when this verse was really talking about one people. If my people, which are called by my name, is only one people called by his name, will humble themselves. There you go. Your first thing you need to do, we need to do as a nation of people to get this up off our households and then up off our nations. Here we go. If my people, which are called by my name, called by my name, will humble themselves, some of y'all are just too haughty. You know it all. He says you have to humble yourself. You have to understand there's only one higher power. You're not it. Why you're great because you were made from him. You're not the higher power. you got to understand that there's only one higher power. And that his word, and his word alone is what can redeem us. That's humbling yourself. you got to give him his respect. Give him his respect. Humble, if my people, which are called on my name, will humble themselves and pray. We have to pray. We have to pray. We have to ask the Father. We have to thank the Father. We have to sit before the Father, sometimes not saying none. All these are forms of prayer. We have to pray, pray, call on him, call on him as though he is the higher power and you don't know and you don't have the answer. You're humble and at that state you're praying, prayer. My people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Here's a good one. And seek my face. Seek his face. Seek his face. This is a constant pursuit, kind of like when a, some of us brothers was trying to chase our wives, our girlfriends back in the day. We would constantly think of things, seeking, seeking their approval, seeking. Some of y'all seek approval of friends. But seek, 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 seek the Father, seek the Father, seek the Father, seek the Father. Seek his face, seek his heart. This is very important to our deliverance. We have to humble ourselves. We have to call on him. We have to seek. It ain't no one-time thing. Seeking is never one or two or three or four times. It's a constant thing you do. You seek, you seek, you seek. He said, if my people, which are called my... Hold on one second, folks. If my people, which are called my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face. And then he says something very, very, very important. Turn from their wicked ways. Is there anything about you that's wicked? If there is, turn from it. Turn from it. You have to do all of these. It's my people, which are called my, my people, which are called by my name, where they'll humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then he talk about a deliverance for his chosen people, Israel. African-Americans are one of those lost tribes. And if you listen to this broadcast and you were in South Africa and you're one of the number of people 
this goes for you. If you're in uh, West Africa, you're one of the Shante people or some of the Israelites there, the Hebrews there, this is for you as well. If you're in China, you are from one of some of those dark-skinned Chinese that have found that out to be, or you may be light-skinned Chinese that have found out to be Israelites, and you, it's in your core, as some of you have returned already to Israel. I'm talking about in China. If you're in Australia, you like the untouchables, and some of you have, I mean, I, I, it's just various people, what I'm trying to say, all over the country, all, excuse, all over the world, pardon me, uh, are living out Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26. You are Israel. The people in Israel we love and respect dearly, those that say they are Jews, but we recognize that they're not living out any of the scriptures, and this is why we say they are Jew by religion, but not by bloodline. Therefore, they are not, not, not Israelites, simple and plain. Okay? So, again, that was Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Humble yourselves, brothers and sisters, pray. Seek his face like never before. And he says, when will a man know the Father? When you seek me with all your heart. One more time. When will a young man find the Father? When you seek me, he said, with all your heart. That's a scripture, uh, one of my favorite scriptures found in Jeremiah 29 and 3. It says, when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. So I said, well, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, but I didn't hear none. Well, you can't just, the Father's nothing to play with. He's not unlike a man that you can negotiate with him and, and just make deals. I mean, there have been people that walk with him that did things similar, but he's not like man. This is the most high. And uh, Jeremiah 29, 13 says it very clear. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Until this happened to African Americans as a nation, one household at a time, as a nation, though, until the nation turned to him, we will continue to live out these things y'all are seeing in the U.S., all of the shootings, all the things that happen to our young people because we have turned away from him. Okay? So, just want to take a little, another little short break, folks, and then we're going to come back and wrap up this show. Uh, I'm enjoying this. Hopefully you are. Um, it is so much to say about this. Uh, it's just it's just very hard to to um, to bring the show to end because um, I'm so passionate. I've, I've said seem like everything. All of my notes I've got checks off here, but I just I just feel you know sometimes you feel something so strong and you just you just it's just like almost delivering a baby. I guess you know how. But it's a spiritual thing. It's like I'm getting it out, I'm getting it out. There's more there, but all of my notes have been checked off. So let me just take a little break, and we'll talk more about that when we come back, folks. Again, you've been listening to the Fox on Network. I'm Brother Seth, and we're going to finalize this show here in a little bit, okay? Check out this song. This is a little bit of reggae uh, saying, guess who is claiming our culture? Who y'all think is stealing our birthright? Check this out. It's by a group called Morgan Heritage. We'll come back and we'll finalize this show. I really thank y'all for tuning in. The phone line is full. People, y'all been hanging on. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
a black lion. He was just less Christians have it, talking about, you know, a lot of hypocrisy, a lot of good things. But he was angry, very angry man. One time I actually met him, uh, uh, well, I knew him, but I actually had a conversation with him. And uh, I said, Black Lion, that's what he go by. <laughs> I said, why are you so angry, man? And he said, you know, man, it's just, it's just a death of birthright, bro. It's just a death of birthright, bro. They're taking our place. They weren't our name. The blessings that they're getting, it's ours. The recognition that the world see when they look at Israel, God's chosen people. All of the millions and billions of dollars they got from the United States, churches mainly, blindly supporting. It's a death of birthright. figure but there is some to that so guess who guess who so we don't hate on this show but it really is a death of birthright I mean our people are going through an identity crisis when I was in Israel many of you know I've been to Israel 2001 uh, went about nine years straight and uh, I remember one of the two guys said something powerful when I say this you will not forget this I guarantee you telling you watch this on this tour, we was going to the Sea of Life. They call it the Dead Sea. Israelis call it the Dead Sea, but we call it the Sea of Life because you, if you go down there and you have all these problems with your body, you get in that salt water. It cleanses and heals you. So all the, Israel, the Israelites I go see in Israel say it calls it the Sea of Life. But this brother made this comment. He says, uh, it's very empty on our way to the Sea of Life. You know, you'll go see something in Israel, you'll say, oh, I'll take all kind of pictures, get in the bus and drive an hour, don't see nothing. Literally nothing. Maybe not an hour, but you drive a long, long way and not see no humanity. And the the two guys said, Israel, my brothers and sisters, is the only nation without a people. And African Americans is the only people without a nation. <laughs> yeah, there's people that live in Jerusalem and all that, but if you can, they're like a drop in a big old chunk of Israel. It's, it's empty. Israel is a very empty land. I know everybody put the cameras in Jerusalem and all that and look popular. No, 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 don't fool yourself. Israel is a very, very empty land. And African Americans truly is a landless people. But I think it's not just us. We're the 12 tribes. And where we've been scattered, those people as well are landless people. So tonight, I hopefully, we have answered some of the questions tonight. I'm going to kind of retract, uh, go over some of the things we said here and wrap up the show. And I'm going to do it really quickly, a record amount of time here because i got to get out of here. got things to do. Some of y'all know this, but I actually work at night and uh, by choice because I love the peace and so forth, et cetera, et cetera. But listen, tonight was a pointed question, a pointed comment, rather, uh, and that was, we're not oppressed because we're black. Well, first of all, we killed the theory of black on this show earlier, or, you know, talking about how Baker's Rebellion and no such thing as black. It's just a weak concept. I, I'm shocked intelligent people still use it. But, you know, it's hard to define the people if you don't know who we are. 
You have to throw all these African Americans, black, Negro, because you don't want to. The powers that be don't want to tell the truth, and whatever they put on us is not solid enough to hold us. So you have to lie and say, oh, so that's why you got all these terms, black, white. Again, who are white people? Go ask, go to your white brother and sister and, and, and spring that on them. Let them know that there was no France at one point. There was no Germany at one point. And there was thousands and thousands and thousands of years of civilization before Europe was even born. So how were they from before Europe was formed, their forefathers? They'll look at you like you're crazy. They're the ones with a real identity crisis, in a real identity crisis. But, again, we live in this fictitious America where everything is made up. Everything is phony. <laughs> anyway, we killed that tonight, talking about no such thing as black as a people. That's why I say so much so-called, so-called. So who are black people in America? We have come to realize and we believe and we submit to you that we are Israelites. How do we know that? We talked about that. We didn't get into it in details. I reference the shows. I reference shows you can uh, go to to get more information on it. I can't turn this into that type of Bible study. But all you got to do is Google Five Song Blog Talk Radio, and you can see over 50 shows where we give hundreds of scriptures supporting the, our claim of us being one of the lost tribes of Israel. So we believe black folks, so-called black people, is... Nothing more than Israelites. And that solutions, intelligent people that come together in these different uh, meetings to discuss solutions, will not work for people that's operating under a divine curse from a covenant made with Abraham. I know, one day I'm going to do a show, hopefully, just talking about just that, the power of this covenant. That whole Bible is centered around the Father doing this for the Israelites, or he won't do this, or he do this, or he won't do that, or he delivered him, or he did this. All because of this covenant, this covenant. All you hear about is this covenant, this covenant, this covenant. That's major. And then today, in today's world, what we don't know is a lot of world events center around Israel and this covenant. Now, you hear Israel in the news, but I'm talking about what the Father is doing behind the scenes with the true Jews scattered throughout the four corners. Even Wall Street, I had one brother that break this down to me so brilliantly. Maybe I have him on one day. We were saying how Wall Street is jump-started by these monies made by Israelites, jump-started, meaning because we as a people don't know we are, we have $1.2 trillion flowing through our hands, we are what they call a consumerist nation, which means we spend, we spend, we spend. People that know who they are don't spend like that. We're used. We are being, we are used because, and we use ourselves because of a lack of identity, Oftentimes, to get self-gratification, we spend our money immediately for self-gratification, and we we empower those that rule over us, and that money goes right into Wall Street. He broke it down. I can't do it no justice, but I'm saying the whole world is spinning and benefiting, and uh, can't think of what I need here, but it's 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 <laughs> this is something. Through the ignorance of Jacob or Israel, 
rich make their money, and they run the world. I'll just say it like that. So anyway, we talked about that. We talked about that. We talked about that tonight. And uh, we also talked about how, again, uh, running for these various offices, we've we, we seen, folks, you can say what you want to say, we've seen what, what revolutionary, uh, a revolutionary style of uh, mindset for African Americans where it gets us with the Black Panthers. And that wasn't even a real revolutionary. I was talking to one brother, and he was letting me know that when the Black Panthers finally did have a, a standoff with the police, they didn't do anything, wasn't and so the police say they they not they just they just you know they're lying with no teeth they're not gonna do nothing. I mean, there was a time when I think um, Spudder was trying to educate me on it because I some of them rusty on some of this, but I think one of the pastors was killed or something. There was nothing done. In other words, they didn't say what they would do. They were saying they would do this one thing if this would go down, and then they heard they had an excellent opportunity to just get into a shootout with the police and they backed down. You know so. It's not just that, but several times uh, they did good with talking about the right to bear. That's they named it to fame. That's how they got their name to fame in my uh, uh, research. But in terms of them being revolutionary, using it in a way to free us, as though a lot of African nations have gotten their freedom through revolutionary, we've never seen nothing like that with so-called African Americans in this country. So guns ain't going to do it. It's just not going to do it. That's the worst thing we can do. We should own guns because, you know, uh, just for our protection. But I'm talking about as a nation uh, going into some type of war with whites. No, that's silly. And becoming wealthy, uh, we've seen uh, how that when you become wealthy, you have to do business with other people uh, in this country. And uh, you become ineffective. And no matter how wealthy you are, you know, you you still have to go, still have to go to the Congress political process still have to uh, do business with multi-billion-dollar corporations that's been on or standing on us as we uh, are 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 exploited as a nation. So you should we should. I'm not saying we shouldn't do all of these things on weapons. Try to you know um, vote, of course, run for office. Some of us may become wealthy. Watching your money, how you buy, you should be doing all of these things. But we should understand one thing: while we're doing all of these things, we should understand that none of these things can liberate us, folks. I got to get out of here. I am so thankful y'all hung on with me for so long. Really appreciate it. I thank every single one of y'all for tuning into this blog show. Uh, obviously, this, top, this topic really resonated with a lot of people because there's been action in the chat room as well as on the phone lines, and the phone lines are full of people still this late in the game or in the show. And so I thank you so much. Listen, next week I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know next week we'll be back strong. And um, my goodness, this this topic just I just one of my favorite topics to deal with. I just really a favor of this show. A lot of times I do shows because I think other people need it. This was one I just really wanted to just um, – I just like talking about this because I'm so – I hate so much being called black and uh, and all these other names. You know, we just got to get to a point where we just call ourselves Israelites. They refer to each other as Israelites, Israelites, Israelites. I mean, you know, people don't look so funny right away. We just keep on doing it, keep on doing it. You'll look up, and then everybody be doing it. We, it's just that simple. It's just how it is. We've got to get away from black and white because we're strengthening the lie. We continue to put this lie of a race based on color. There's no such thing. It's just no such thing. 
folks, listen. I love every single one of you. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. I'm going to go out with a song that I think is going to be a blessing uh, to you. Um, The name of this song is... um, No one knows. You know, there's a lot of things we go through as a people, as a nation, and um, it'll make you question who you are. It'll make you question um, just your relationships with a lot of our white brothers and sisters. But in the end, those of us that pay the dues, I said, I always pay my dues, and I'm this great Christian. That's not what I'm saying. I'm this great believer. It's not true. But I tell you one thing: no one knows of those times of the intimacy with the Father over the years. Oftentimes, when I'm tripping and I'm not where I need to be, I that's the only thing that really, to be very honest with you, to give me strength is the memories. You know, kind of like a, a lover that's broke up and they start thinking about the walks in the park. I'm not broke up with the father. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, I'm referring uh, to a breakup like when you're going through hard times, I guess what I'm trying to say. You start thinking about the wonderful times you have with this significant other and it lifts you. So that's really what I'm trying to say. We're going through a lot of hard times right now. A lot of negative things going on around us. But all we have to do is get into a still place, quiet place, and just remember all of the memories, the times that he came through for sure. And that's what I wanted to, uh, I wanted to play something that kind of talks about that. And so this is Sinatra, my favorite praise and worship leader right now out of Nigeria. But listen to the words of this song. Listen to the words of this song. This is a very powerful song. Anyway, good night. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. Check out the lyrics of this song. Very blessed, powerful song.
ever surrounds me like a shield. Your love amazes me. Your grace has leaped at me.